So I actually created like a bunch of like antenna repeaters and I got super into it for like six months just so I could get better Wi-Fi signal in my room. So uh-huh. like I, I had like a bunch of like, uh, you know, it was like cardboard and it was tin foil and I was just building these giant like literally it looked like a, a satellite dish just pointing yeah. at my room in our in our <laughs> living room just so I could You're like, get I don't care about the, the aesthetic dad I need to be able to download this NSYNC song faster Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, how many speakers in your house is too many? I'm asking for a friend. I think you need enough to where you can play music in the house and it follows you everywhere you go. Like a personal like, life soundtrack? Exactly. Except maybe it has to be only Hamilton music. Today's show, we're talking <laughs> about Sonos, a manufacturer of audio products. Finally, Jeff, back to our roots, hardware. So as Jeff mentioned, Sonos builds audio consumer audio products. So think speakers for your home or on the go. Some of the key categories that they create products for include home theater speakers, just general speakers for the home, built-in speakers or architectural speakers uh, that actually go into the wall that are built in, and speakers on the go. In terms of differentiations, like one of the key features uh, that you know, Sonos uh, has is their technology. So they over have over two and a half, or sorry, they have over 2.1 thousand patents. They actually have a whole website landing page dedicated to all of their patent numbers, which I thought was kind of cool <laughs> when I was looking at this. Yeah, I- exactly. And one of the patents, because like it's all sorted by category, and one of the patents is just like HDMI cable. And I was super curious with that. I'm like, like I didn't think they invented the US or the, uh, the HDMI cable. But I tried to do a U.S. Patent Office search, and I didn't find it, uh, which is interesting. I don't know if that's a U.S. Patent Office mm. search thing, which I'm guessing it is, uh, or if it's like some sort of hidden feature of uh, patents. But anyways, if I had to guess and wager something, my guess is that it's the optical sensor converter to HDMI cable um, connection. I don't know if you have Sonos, Jeff, but they actually ship it with like this little like optical sensor that uh, converts into an HDMI cable. Oh, weird. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it's it's really handy if you need to like plug in like your yeah, your Sonos soundbar into your TV and you don't have an optical port on your TV, or if you just have an HDMI cable that you wanna you wanna use. All of that said, though, Sonos's biggest differentiate biggest differentiator is, and I quote, the invention of the multi-room wireless home audio system, which I thought is really cool. And looking back, you know, I think. It was always just a patchwork of wireless speakers, you know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. this is probably like 10 years ago. If you wanted to get like wireless speakers throughout your home, it just wasn't possible. Like you had to have like wires in your house. I remember growing up in my like parents' house, my dad is a huge audiophile and we had just like spools of um, like that (laughs) audio wire, wire, speaker wire, exactly. Just like in the basement. And then it was just like 
these like little like cables like all the like running around our living room and he's like oh it's for like the best like speaker system that you can imagine <laughs> and you had like speakers behind you speakers to the side and then like the center speaker and i remember just like watching the matrix with him on dvd and he was just like oh man you, like, you got to check out the sound it's going from left to right i'm like yeah this is awesome dad um <laughs> yeah whatever dad <laughs> as no, you're exactly. like downloading it on like kazaa and watching it on a shitty laptop or something <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly it but yeah, it is kind of mind blowing what Sonos did to just make it super seamless and easy to add speakers to your to your house. So kudos to the team. And you know, speaking of being super proud, Sonos being super proud of that uh, those patents with their landing page. I, I feel like maybe they have that landing page because of what happened a couple years ago or a year and a half ago. So Sonos actually went to court for their patents. So they actually took Google to court in 2020 mm-hmm. and actually won a preliminary ruling that Google had infringed on five of their patents for when Google is making their smart speakers, mm-hmm. which I thought was really, really interesting. But yeah, that's that's Sonos in a nutshell. They, they, they make speakers and they have some great wireless technology. Um, it's all connected via a an app that you can control different rooms and you can connect speakers together, all in a really seamless user experience that I, I appreciate as a customer of Sonos speakers. But just talking about like the business model, like how does Sonos make money? It's a hardware product, so it's actually really straightforward. It's not like a Juicero. It's not like um, <laughs> you know a K-Cup model. It's like they're you know selling widgets and they're making margin off of those widgets. That's the the core of their business model. It's it's interesting too. I was like diving into their website to kind of tease out if hey are they doing any subscription models or are they doing anything else and it looks like they have some other interesting business avenues that they're also pursuing so they offer installer services connection to professional services and sonos also sells into channels like home builders and architects which is a crazy huge market like i was like looking at like hey like what's a home builder and think like a Lennar or think like mm-hmm. a DR Horton, just these massive companies. Brookfield that, and yeah. Exactly. And they build hundreds of thousands of homes every year. So it's just like a really interesting channel uh, from a go-to-market perspective. But yeah, that's uh, that's Sonos. Yeah. I want to chat about the, the old school idea of building speakers in the home. So if you look at old houses, the nice houses of the time had like these built-in speakers in the living room, right? Like, if, so if you look up in the ceiling, there's like cutouts of speakers and, you know, that all maybe ran to some plug behind the, like the TV console or maybe an entertainment center. And it was all like nicely carved out. If you look, if you look at houses from like, I would say 2000 to 2006, you notice like they always have these like this like TV cutout, right? Yeah. But it's if you look at it now, it's like really small because at the time the TVs like the flat panel TVs are really expensive and you couldn't really get them, uh, and <laughs> nobody thought that you'd have a TV larger than like twenty five inches or be able to afford one. So they only built the houses with like the size for that TV. And then same thing for the speakers. Like if you had a nice house, then you might have these you know built in speakers around the house. But as you can imagine with hardware, like it just gets outdated super fast. So those houses like when you buy them you have to like gut it out or spend more money just like you know redoing that whole thing now totally yeah like now that i think about that it is kind of comical like or i mean imagine going into a house like today and there's just like a giant hole and like and and imagine like if you had no context you know and you're like is this like a microwave for your the living room you know it's like why is there a random hole yeah in the wall here like like what do i what do i put here i wonder if like we'll look back just thinking about the future if we'll think the same thing about electricity, like, I don't know if we'll get go to like wireless electricity and be like, 
why did we wire our homes with like electricity? Yeah, what are I, these I, like plugs, these outlets in the wall? Like, what are they for? But <laughs> exactly. I remember when the internet became more and more prevalent, how annoying it was to run Ethernet cables throughout the house. Like, super annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, I guess like for the listeners at home, so Mike, you bought an older house, right? Like a almost historic house, uh, I'd say. <laughs> it um, is painfully historic at 1928. So it's whatever that is. Yeah, that's, in, one that's years insane. Old. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I bought a new build. So uh, <laughs> we have very different houses, which are cool in their own different ways. But in my particular case, like we have these, there's like a network box down by the garage. And then that connect that port connects through all the walls into ethernet ports specific to the rooms. So I don't have to like, run a cable like i remember at my parents old house we had to run this like 200 foot cable along the like the walkways of the house like the pathways um <laughs> like or clipped it up to where you hopefully didn't see it and you'd like try to like paint it in that like beige color and so hopefully yeah. people didn't like recognize it was there but you know oh, they, you, they obviously knew. If you look yeah they, they knew, knew they knew <laughs> but today like you know i we can hide a lot of those cords because i just plug it in and it gets routed to all the rooms and then i just have like one single source just like an outlet in those particular rooms but yeah like you're saying like even that in the future might be super outdated where people are like what are these cutouts for why do we need this big box of like cords and cables and why can't we just get this wirelessly um via bluetooth or whatever no totally i I feel like another product that we should do is the eero routers and that's what we have in our house and it's super nice like so like my wife just bought this like hutch for like her her office because she hasn't been working at a desk which jeff and i were talking about the show like i don't know how she does it like she doesn't have a monitor or didn't have a monitor and she's been working remotely for four years i'm like whoa um (laughs) anyways um she wanted to have like better internet so we all we did is just bought like a an eero for for our listeners is just a mesh wireless network Mm -hmm. so we had a a spare eero router that we were able to put into um, into her hutch and then plug in the usb so it's kind of like creating a, a wireless access point for her to plug into so that was really really convenient so maybe we will get to that point but i'm jealous that you have a house that has ethernet ports because that's one thing that i would love to have that I'm yeah i mean have. we have the ethernet ports and it's good for like some things but we we also have a mesh like a bunch of mesh routers because we live in like a three-story house which is like in today's day and age it's hard to get you know wi-fi through these like three-story houses and all these different walls so maybe in the future it'll get super strong and we won't even need i'm hoping one day we like we won't even need at the house level of of networking like maybe it's just like satellites like beaming down totally i know, 10G. I know we're radical. <laughs> 10G. oh my god and it's just gonna be in our veins because it's vaccines just kidding please like no i'm very much vaccinated but i know we're rabbit holing a little bit but just going to the engineering side of like things and like what inspired me as a kid is we had these route this router in our living room that had all the cables, <laughs> the all the speaker wire in. And back in the early days of the internet, I found this website that was antenna design. Mm-hmm. So I actually created like a bunch of like antenna repeaters and I got super into it for like six months just so I could get better Wi-Fi signal in my room. Uh-huh. So like I, I had like a bunch of like uh you know, it was like cardboard and it was tinfoil and i was just building these giant like literally it looked like a, a satellite dish just pointing yeah. at my room in our in our <laughs> living room just so i could You're like, get i don't care about the signal. aesthetic dad i need to be able to download this nsync song faster <laughs> exactly um, and just even like antenna position i would get like i was like if you talk to any of my siblings i was like don't touch the antennas like they're in the exact position they need to be in this is how it's <laughs> optimal anyways i was a weird kid <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> weren't we all? Weren't we all? So Sonos was founded in 2002 by John McFarlane, Craig Shelburne, Tom Cullen, and Trung Mai. Weirdly, they're a US-based company, so I think they were founded in like Southern California, but their initial product line was on sale in the UK at first in 2005. There's not too much history about the, you know, the company. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's a hardware company that makes speakers. But in 2012, Sonos opened their first Sonos Studios in Los Angeles. It was a, a studio and art gallery in which like art was exhibited along with Sonos products for free. Um, and then it featured artists like Beck, The Lonely Island, and Solange, which is a really weird selection of <laughs> artists. It's um, fantastic, though. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, it's like very strange. Like, also Lonely Island in 2012 was like, was that behind their heyday? So and anyways, but um, I mean, it was definitely for Beck. But yeah, I, I thought it was really funny that they had this thing. I think they closed down the LA location of this and there's still one in the UK. Um, but I'll have to circle back on that. In 2016, they started shifting some of their focus towards streaming services. So if you remember around 2016, there weren't that many smart home devices that were able to stream directly from, let's say, Spotify. You just had to like play Spotify on your phone. And, you know, there weren't like the Google Homes uh, and the Alexas that were super prevalent at the time. So Sonos was, was and still is a really big competitor in that space. In 2017, they partnered with Ikea to build Sonos into Ikea furniture, which I laugh because earlier you were talking about <laughs> building some of these speakers into homes. But now every college kid's going to have Sonos speakers in their like $10 drawers. So yeah, <laughs> I, I thought that was a, a really interesting move, especially to get the product into a lot of people's hands with a pretty big partnership like our Ikea. And then lastly, Sonos went public in 2018. So they, they haven't been public for too long now but yeah i think it's i guess like 16 years to go from founding to public is is a pretty long time yeah totally and, and especially for like a hardware product like to continually to continue to operate in the space it's um just looking at them like from a product perspective like i don't feel like they've created a whole new swath of products per se i think the, mm -hmm. the latest like foray that they have like jumped into is like their um their Sonos Roam and Sonos Move, which are their on-the-go speakers, which are actually like awesome. Like my friend David has them and we, we, we borrow them for like outdoor parties and it's like incredible how you can get outdoor sound. And like I have been thinking about for the longest time buying speakers for the outside of my house, but mm -hmm. now I might actually just switch that to say, hey, like let's just get this portable speaker that we can bring everywhere. It's like this extremely beefy, like probably like 15, it feels like it's 15 pounds. It's probably only like eight pounds, but it's like kettlebell sized and yeah. um, just has awesome sound. So yeah, love yeah. all the products that Sonos has uh, continued to, to, to push out. But I, I kind of like wonder like what the ceiling is for, for Sonos. Like how can you keep innovating to and staying on top of well, once you've solved that problem? So I'm curious like what the future holds for them. Yeah, all the portable speakers have gotten really, really good. And like it's becoming less of an issue trying to get quality and sacrificing portability. You can really get both of them bundled into one, at least like good enough for most people. Um, unless you're like really setting up like a studio quality level of sound, it's pretty good to just like listen to music on whatever. I mean, like I, I listen to music on just these little Google home minis a lot of time throughout the house. And so, I mean, that's good enough for me for most of the time. If I really want to like listen to higher quality, I have an like, animal. Better way. headphones, yeah, yeah. <laughs> better headphones or like, you know, these like monitoring headphones or whatever that, and I'll listen to music there, but yeah, throughout the house we have like, you know, just smart speakers that have been doubly used as, uh, as our home entertainment system. 
Yeah, we have the like Sonos all throughout like our first floor. So we have the, the Sonos uh, Beam in our uh, living room, and then we have the Sonos One in the kitchen, and then the Sonos One in the dining room, and then another Sonos like whatever like their first edition Sonos was mm-hmm. in the in like our second living room, which is a weird sentence to say that I have two living rooms, <laughs> like, especially if you're living in like 300 square foot apartments, but. They all work seamlessly together. I think what I really appreciate about the the Sonos is Sonos products rather is that especially the newer ones they have built in uh, smart home capability or built in mm-hmm. voice assistant capability. So you can connect. I believe you can connect Google Assistant and Alexa. I, I'm not sure about HomeKit if you can connect um, mm-hmm. Siri to to it, but it's super nice to have that voice assistant in the kitchen because that's what we use it for primarily is like you know talking with. Alexa or if we were or talking with and just like asks like setting timers and just also getting that whole home audio which is like super nice is like if we're having like people over or guests over we can it basically we start in the kitchen where we're cooking and preparing and then people come and then we add in the sound for you know the dining room and the mm-hmm. living room plural anyways I really enjoy like they're just how seamless it is yeah what I think is interesting today, especially for like the Google Home products, is I have the Nest Wi-Fi mesh routers, and they double as speakers. So they effectively oh, have like the they have the Google Home speakers basically built into them, or like a better version of them. I don't know. So we had like I started with just one Google Home Mini, and then added like a couple more because they were like selling them for like twenty bucks. So I was like, oh, I'll get one for you know this room and this room. And then later when I bought the house, we needed that Wi-Fi, that mesh router Wi-Fi. So then we bought the the kit and I realized that they're also speakers. And so now like we have sound throughout the house, like all three levels. And not because like I was buying speakers specifically for it, but because I needed I needed Wi-Fi and I happen to have these extra speakers. So I've kind of like placed them throughout the house. So you kind of get music walking up through like it starts in the garage, into the entryway, up into the second floor, and then our third floor has the least amount of speakers because it's just like our all, all the bedrooms are up there. We have one in the in the master bedroom, but yeah, like for the most part, there's speakers everywhere, and you can just kind of listen to music throughout. So that's that's like a really neat experience, especially when we host people over here, or or if we want to jam out to something while we're like cleaning the house, like that. That's like both of those are really cool use cases. No, totally. It, it, it's funny because when Adrian and I clean, we both have our headphones on and we're both singing independently to like, <laughs> to, like to, to very, very different, different songs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think it's a good segue to talk about who Sonos is for, because I think we're self-segmenting for who Sonos is for, like just with this discussion. So, I mean, Sonos is definitely a premium product. If you look at their price points for the home theater category, they're selling their Beam, which is their soundbar. It's I'm just going to take a swag. It's like, you know, 25, 35 inches long and it's about four hundred fifty dollars. Their Arc product, which is for larger TVs, and I think it's about 40 or 50 inches Um long is about $900. So definitely super pricey for home speakers. Like, you know, alternative to that might be, and I know Jeff will get to this later, might be like a $100 Samsung, like 2.1 system. But Mm -hmm. if you want to buy a subwoofer and an Arc, for example, from Sonos, it's $1,700. So you're definitely... Get, definitely getting up there in in price points. It's not the the most premium. I'm sure you can go like all the way, you know, up as high as you want to with, with these products. But yeah, um, you are getting this like really premium sound quality. And what what I found over like the smart speakers, like I have not found a smart speaker yet, be it an, an Echo device or a um, Google Home, is just the bassiness and like the full 
yeah room for sure sound mm-hmm. it is it just just isn't quite there and so that's why like i really like the sonos is like it i think sonos has nailed that like whole home sound where if it's like if i'm in if i'm like 20 feet away like all the way at the end of the kitchen all the way to like being right there it's like really solid full sound which i appreciate and i, I might be spoiled because <laughs> i think my dad ruined me with the you know <laughs> spider web of wires all in our living room and <laughs> running out to all of our different speakers but talking about like the total adjustable market for like speakers it's really large in the u.s so before i give that final number i'm just going to walk back like some quick math like of like audio listening in general so customers are paying for a product like spotify just for streaming audio is like 15 dollars a month let's say and spotify has nine billion dollars in revenue and if you compare that to sonos's revenue from the past year uh it's only you know air quotes 1.7 billion dollars so i think that's like super telling that software has has eaten the world where all the like the hardware that you're actually listening to is is worth you know you know, two two ninths of what it's what what other markets are, but um, Statista, one of my favorite research websites, they put the U.S. market for speakers at eight and a half billion dollars per year. That's uh, being spent on speakers that includes smart speakers as well, which feels like a whole another animal. And it's growing super fast. It's nine percent a year. So I think this is a market that's going to continue to grow, especially as you know the Googles and the Amazons and Apples of the world continue to invest in into the smart home space yeah that's, that's pretty good revenue one point so you said that sonos's revenue was like 1.7 billion and the total uh u.s market was 8.5 so that's that's pretty good Unless, oh i guess sonos's revenue could be worldwide so maybe maybe it's a smaller portion in the u.s only but even even if you you know took off like that 0.7 you know one of every eight and a half billion dollars of smart home speak or speakers spent in the U.S., our speaker revenue in the U.S. is due to Sonos, probably, and that, that's a pretty significant number. Yeah, totally. I mean, having twenty percent like segment share is like is like really cool for a company that's you know only fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of like other companies kind of in the space, and we mentioned some of them here. The biggest one is smart speakers or smart home speakers. So the direct competitors like Amazon, Google, and Apple all have their own version of. Both the speaker, the the hardware speaker itself, but also the service behind it, like Google Assistant, Amazon Alexa, etc. There's also a lot of other speaker companies that are building speakers and integrate with some of these other services. For example, Bose has some smart home speakers, and then there's you know the big powerhouse electronic companies like LG and Sony that all have their own smart home speakers. You mentioned Samsung, and 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 things like that. And then there's also like cheaper speakers i suppose like i wonder if like panasonic still makes speakers or like you know some of these like mitsubishi like some of these older companies that like used to be these electronics conglomerates that are making uh smart and dumb speakers as well totally i'm just picturing like a a portable mitsubishi speaker that's just like literally just a gas engine with a little speaker on it (laughs) (laughs) instead of a battery no offense to mitsubishi i'm sure they make great great smart speakers whatever they make it's great i'm sure (laughs) yeah exactly Um, I'm happy to start first because I don't actually own a smart home. Sorry. I'm happy to start first because I don't actually own a Sonos speaker. And I know that you do. So I'll I'll talk about my experience overall. And it might just kind of extrapolate into the smart home speakers that I have. So overall, I think that it's really smart of Sonos to cut out their own 
slice of the pie here in terms of being a smart home speaker or just a speaker competitor. Sound is clearly really important, especially if they're a roughly $9 billion industry that's going up, growing about 9% year over year. I like that Sonos was intelligent enough to realize that streaming was going to be a big deal. And so was these like smart home assistants. So they, they, to my knowledge, were one of the first ones that integrated with some of these big um, smart home services as fast as possible, even though they're not providing their own, right? It's not like Sonos was like, we're going to make our own competitor to Alexa or to Google Assistant. And they realized that that wasn't their space, but what their expertise was is... In, in the hardware industry. And so you'll see that like by partnering with these service providers, by partnering with Ikea, by partnering with these home builders, they've like done a really good job of injecting their hardware and their brand into all these like different partnerships. So I thought that was like a really smart thing for them to do from a strategic perspective. Um, I can't comment too much on the pricing. Obviously, it's a more premium product than the speakers that I have at my house. <laughs> um, so, but it sounds like it's pretty well worth the quality, especially because you know, you get a bit more of that bassiness, you get more like, you know, well-rounded sound. And, you know, from what I've heard, Sonos is like, ha- does have some pretty good products, even outside of like, you know, your your own personal testimony, Mike. I've heard other people mention kind of the same thing. See, so it's overall, yeah, it. it's not just you. Overall, I'll give it like a flat four. I, 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 I'm like right between, I'm right in between like a three rating and a four, like a higher than a four rating because I don't own Sonos. So I, it's at that it's at that place where I think I know enough that I can definitely agree that it's a good product um, and would probably give it a try in the future. Totally, I, I know I've already raved about this, and I think uh, we're gonna have a big discrepancy here. I'm gonna go with like one of the higher ratings we've ever been to with, at a four point, a four point five. Like I, I I really like the like the Sonos experience. It's just really premium sound i know i keep saying that like i'm i'm like not sponsored by taglines yeah. exactly i mean really I'd, I'd love to be sound. sponsored if you guys want to sponsor but <laughs> exactly sonos premium sound but when you when you plug it in like the whole user experience like connecting speakers is you know really seamless i know like we were having a little bit of connection issues with one of the speakers and they actually have a dedicated wi-fi bridge for the Sonos speakers to make sure that um, it's getting the full bandwidth that it needs to. And that was like an $80, like, you know, extra piece of hardware or accessory that we needed to buy for the system. That was kind of annoying. But with that, like you just get always connected sound and it's always good. I think one part that we didn't really touch on a lot was the app experience. And I I do appreciate like how you're able to quickly group speakers together and then remotely control the, the sound. Um, especially like when you're, you know, at a, you know, hosting a dinner party, or if I want to mess with my wife that's in the kitchen and turn down the music or put something else on. But even the app, like I think, <clears throat> to your point, Jeff, like Sonos gets like the strategy. Like they're a hardware company; that's their bread and butter. And so, in the app, they like, you know, a lot. Their app allows you to plug into multiple different streaming services um, and control it, so you can connect like. YouTube music to it. You can connect Apple music to it. You can connect Spotify to it and control it directly in one single app. So it's like the one-stop shop there, which I appreciate it. So yeah, 4.5 for me, um, huge Sonos fan. I can't wait to actually buy the Sonos sub when I can afford to spend another $800 on speakers to get that full audio entertainment. Then I'll have my dad over <laughs> and we'll, we'll rewatch the new Matrix, which is coming out because as you always say, Jeff, what, what's old is new. <laughs> what's new is old. 
Um, cool. Well, those are our thoughts on Sonos. And, you know, we love hearing from our audience. So definitely reach out to us. Tell a friend, uh, share our podcast with someone that you think might enjoy this that also nerds out with speakers or other tech items like Jeff and I do. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Products Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah, and as a small homegrown podcast, your feedback is super important to us. So if you like the show, be sure to give us a like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.